Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we trying to do, baby. Come in, smoking and drinking, bringing the flavor. What, what? Okay, so chin check today. We're going to be looking back on Figueredo v. Benavides 2, which is another bomb-ass clerk. From Spike Island Spike Island, not Spike motherfucking Island But yeah, damn We had some fights And then on the Sunday We had Jiu Jitsu Overtime The featherweights competing Oh shit New concept But crazy energy A lot of fun So um, yeah Sit back and we're going to talk about this shit, people. Enjoy. Okay, so the rematch between Figueredo and Benavides. Whoa. You know what I mean? Like, whoa. That was something. And this card... This was a good frigging card. Some crazy ass fights, man. Uh, so we had 12. 12 good fights. Um, it was John Gooden, Michael Bisbin, and Paul Felder on the announce table. And uh, yeah, Joe Martinez was uh, doing his thing tonight. Um, which, yeah, it's nice to see you know, things get spread about. You know what I mean? Everyone gets to eat, so that's always good. Uh, so we started off in the heavyweight division, and we've got uh, Carlos Felipe against Sergey Spivak. And this was, well, this fight started interestingly. This Felipe, he was all Mazdaal, you know what I mean? He was all ramped up, and then he just came running. Running across the ring Then he just stopped and stood there And ended with a Care Bear glare It was just like, wait, what? (laughs) You're not even going to throw anything? Why the fuck did you just run out? What was that? Uh, So, yeah, that's how it started And in that first round Spivak was He was just controlling it with his range and his jab you know, doing a real good job with that. Throwing out some kicks. He he was just doing his thing. Right? Um Felipe tried, but he just couldn't get inside. That was the real thing. And I think Spivak was also putting together some really good combinations. Right? So that was the big difference, I feel, in that round. Now <clears throat> When we got to the second round, Felipe was definitely having a better job. Like, I'm not quite sure what it was. I think maybe Spivak, he was just looking to conserve his energy, possibly. He kept on trying for a takedown, and he wasn't able to land. Um, And I think possibly that could have drained him, right? So there was that. And Felipe was able to land more. He was throwing the overhand a lot. And he connected nothing crazy. And one of the best shots, I think, was um, 
from a from a takedown attempt, Spivak shot in, couldn't get it. And when they broke away, he just landed an elbow that was like, woof, damn. But at the end of that round, Felipe followed Spivak. It was just like, ah, that was a good round. I like that. We're one all now. We're one all. And I was just like, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? So the third round starts. And, uh, yeah, we just had... Um, you know, Spivak, he, he was, it looked like he had a second, you know what I mean, a second boost of energy. Uh, there was that, and he was able to land a takedown. And once it got to the ground, it was, yeah, it was a completely different thing. Like, Felipe couldn't really do anything, and Spivak was just able to unload. There was one point Felipe was able to, he, he kind of powered up, but then he just got taken down again. And, uh, yeah, so, after that, you're just thinking, alright, well, Spivak won the first, clearly, and he clearly won the third, so he wins the fight, but when the, the fight got announced, when the, you know, when it got announced, Felipe was pissed, he's talking, chatting, you're just like, calm the fuck down, son, you know, if you can't see that you lost that fight, I don't even know. Because you did nothing in the third. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was an odd one. It was a real odd one. But the next fight, we go to the lightweight division. Uh, and we've got Davi Ramos against our man Tusurkian. Um, And this, this was interesting. This really was. This fight really seemed to 180 itself. Because, hey, it started out, Ramos... Whoa, he came out looking sharp. He he was you know he just had quick hands, so much power behind his shots. He was landing well, moving well, like he he just he was just looking good, you know. Now Tas Rukun, he uh, you know what I mean he he was. Looking good himself, you know, he he had great movement and he was, you know, using the kicks. But, yeah, Ramos just looked like that touch ahead. But second round onwards, Tash Rukin just took over. You know, he was just great with the defense, you know, using his range, keeping Ramos at bay. Uh, Ramos did get in a few times and get stuff, but ah, it was just a Tashirukan show, you know. And even like Tashirukan landed, you know, a great takedown, you know. Like Ramos couldn't even control that aspect of it, and that's where you thought, okay, if he d if he can't knock him out, the ground was where Ramos would control it, but no. Like, yeah, it was just all Tashrukan, man. It, it was just an impressive display. And you do think if he's moved, you know, through with the right opposition and not rushed, Tashrukan could be something. You know, the lightweight division 
is a bit of a murderer's row. You know what I mean? There's so many, oh man, great fighters up in it. But yeah, you kind of think that, you know, Tazrukan, hey, he could be a force, you know, in the future. We'll just have to see, right? Um, But yeah, then we go to the uh, flyweight division. We've got Malcolm Gordon against Amir Albazi. And uh, yeah, this, god damn, this was a fight. Man, it was crazy. Now I do realise this is crazy is something I say a lot. But I think this really was. Because like Gordon, he was kind of all angry and do you know what I mean? Like what he'd been saying before the fight and everything like that. Like he was going to be a force and blah, blah, blah. So they come out and they exchange, right? But then, you know, Albazi, he he just lands some nice friggin' shots. You know, hits a good uppercut, a hook. And he's just putting together some some good work, right? Um, Yeah, he lands a takedown. Lands a good, uh, just a real good takedown. Gordon... Yo, he, he's trying to um, escape and scramble. He gets up. So you're like, okay. But then Albazi hits another takedown. He's throwing shots. Yo, Gordon then isn't paying attention. Albazi gets into mount. Now, Gordon, he, he scrambles. He reverses it. But he kind of, he leaves his arm. Like, he, he leaves his arm and he just takes way too long in just backing up. Right, he just kind of stays in this, you know, weird position for just too... And too long is just seconds when you're fucking around like this, right? So he's there, Albazi, he throws up his legs. And he doesn't have the triangle straight away. Right, he has to reposition his legs, but he's given that time. And the you know, Gordon's arm isn't across, so you do wonder. But it it's just, you know, Albezi repositions, then he uses his hands and he's just squeezing. Just squeezing. And yeah, there was nothing Gordon can do other than tap. It was like, whoa, god damn it, Albazi looked good, he really did, <laughs> it was an impressive display, um, and I think, yeah, it was the first, it was the first of the submissions of the night, and we had a few, <laughs> I mean, we, we ended up with a few, so, yeah, this was the start of it, right, so, um, next up, we go into the bantamweight division, and we've got Montel Jackson against Brett Jones, straight away with this fight, you could see what the plan was, you know, Jones, he wanted to get the fight to the ground, right, and, um, Jackson, yeah, he wanted to use his range and just, 
yeah, just pick him apart from the outside. Um, now, Joe, Johns, he worked real hard, real hard, and um, yeah, he was able to get the fight to the ground, right? So, he, he, you know, he did eat some shots to do that. He, he, he got a, you know, because at first he, he tried, wasn't able to um, get it. Jackson ended up on top, hit a big elbow. But, you know, Johns, he didn't quit. There was, you know, I think it was a determination. That was the huge thing in this fight. Johns had a ton of determination to just win and implement his game plan. You know, because he was he was getting takedowns. And although Jackson was getting up at times, he just took him down again. And it was rinse and repeat, just like that. You know, and Jackson... Uh, like, he's able to get back up, but he can't break away. And, I, you know, I definitely think that all the takedowns, it was wearing on him. You know, I think you could see it by the end of the fight that, yeah, he was just tired from getting taken down and having to fight to get back up. So, you know, Jackson definitely needs to work on the takedown defense. But Jones, he, um, yeah, he fought... A really, like, yeah, he was getting tagged, right? And there were mistakes. But even, you know, when you're not on your best, he could still win. And I think that's the thing, right? There's there's so many times when you're feeling 100%, you're feeling great, you're feeling sharp. You can do anything. And you go out and you do that. But it's those times when you're feeling like, ugh. 70%, 70%, you know what I mean, he was like, ah, shit, if <laughs> this could be another day, or just a few hours later in the day, but you have to go out and perform, so it's been able to get the wins on days like this, and yeah, Jones showed he can do that shit, you know, because it was a good win for him, you know, and we saw some, we saw some good shit, like, there was a time he get he went for an armbar, couldn't quite get the armbar, but straight away transitions into the triangle. Yo, uh, it was just like, yo, we saw some slick jujitsu from him. Um, yeah, he wasn't able to get the sub, but he was always looking. So, hey, not a bad win at all for um, Brett Jones, right? So, uh, be interesting to see. What happens next? He was a little banged up. So, um, yeah. Well, I guess it will all depend on um, how long he has to sit out for. But, uh, yeah. I think Jones... I think Jones can definitely be something in the bantamweight division. You know? Uh, it'll just be interesting to see how that all progresses. So, next... Up, we go to the lightweight division, and we got Joe Duffy against Joel Alvarez. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, Alvarez, he uh, he hadn't had many 
um, you know, UFC fights, right, so this was only his, uh, his third fight, so, you know, against Duffy, it's like, oh, how's this gonna go, you know, because Duffy, he's been in the UFC for a while, had some big fights, so, it'll be like, what's gonna happen tonight, man, now, Duffy started the fight pretty, pretty well, like, he looked relaxed, you know, he landed a good kick, um, and he then had some stiff jabs from Alvarez, which were like, ooh, you know what I mean, he doesn't like that, they exchange some calf kicks, and, um, Alvarez gets off some shots, and you could see that Duffy is a bit like, alright, you know, fuck this, let's get it to the ground, so he, he shoots, lands a takedown, but the thing was, Alvarez, he uh, he didn't fight it, do you know what I mean, he accepted the takedown, and straight away, he was positioning the hands to lock up a guillotine, so the time they hit the ground, he had the guillotine, he had it in, and then it was a case of locking up the leg, right, locking up the leg, so um, Duffy couldn't, you know, maneuver out, couldn't improve his position, and yeah, Duffy had to tap, Duffy had to tap, uh, so that was, yeah, you know, great win for Alvarez, not what Duffy wanted, because he, he came into this fight, ah, not in the best of situations, you know, he'd already, he'd lost the last two fights against James Vick and Mark Duquesne, so you knew that he wanted a win, right, um, he hadn't fought since March last year either, so yeah, wasn't really Duffy's night, you know, but uh, yeah, this is what happens, right, um, so next up, we, uh, so, this was meant to be a featherweight fight, but because it was short notice, uh, we got a 150 catch weight, and it was Grant Dawson against Nad Namaramani, um, and whew, Dawson, Grant Dawson, yo, that was a display, you know what I mean, that was a real good display, straight out the gate, Dawson hits a calf kick that nearly spins Naramadi around, he was just like, oh shit, you know, and he just, like Dawson was just all over Naramadi in this first round, right, just landing great calf kicks, um, he hit a huge knee, a huge knee, like, to, um, Naramani's chin, but Naramani, he is a tough son of a bitch, because he ate that knee, and went, just pushed for the takedown, like, Dawson was able to kind of reverse it, ended up on top, um, jumps into the mount, and he's just doing work, Naramani's able to escape the mount, but 
Yeah, Dawson is just able to con keep control. Side control, just peppering him with shots. You know, he just, just, yeah, killing it. You know, Daw like Naramadi tried to escape, gives up his back, and Dawson is trying to hit with that, um, you know, rear naked choke. Right, but um, yeah, then the round ends. Uh, second round, again, Dawson hits the calf kick. Like, lands a great jump knee. Right? Now, Naramadi is trying throughout. You know, like, he did land some nice body shots in the first, and he gets a few off in the second. But Dawson just is a beautiful level change. Gets the takedown. And he's just working, you know, he's just letting off shots. Again, Naramadi scrambles, gives up his back. Dawson takes it, tacking with the rear naked again. It, it, it's just such a great display. You know, just a great display. Third round. Now, Dawson, like, Naramadi has a better third. Right, I think he gets more off in the third round than he does in the first two. But even in that third, I think Dawson's calf kicks really just... Ugh, they must have been killing Naramadi. They because he was just lying so many of them. And hitting that knee up the middle, Dawson just... Ugh, he just timed that thing so well, right? Um, and that's just how it went. Dawson was just, he was just kind of unstoppable that night, you know? Now, Naramadi is a tough dude. But, yeah, Dawson, he was not going to be denied. Not going to be denied and got a great win, right? So... Last fight of the prelims, we went to light heavyweight and we had Roman Dolazed against Cadiz Ibrahimov. Um, and oh my days, this was a very impressive display, right? So, Dolazed, he, um, he, I think he took this fight on short notice. Right, it it was his first fight in the UFC, um, and god damn, he uh, let everyone know who the fuck he was. <laughs> he really did. You know what I mean? Damn, like Dollar Z, like he came out and he's landing some real good kicks, you know, but. It's a very measured display. He's not rushing. He's not being reckless. He is just pinpoint accurate with his attacks. Now, Ibrahimov, you know, he's just, you could see he's just like, you know what? Okay, I cannot be on the back foot. So he pushes forward and Dollar Z lands uh, just a disgusting knee. A disgusting knee. And you kind of think that Ibrahimov was out. He was 
out when that knee landed and he hit the ground. But, you know, the ref didn't call it. So Dollar Z follows up with a few shots, then it's over. It was a ridiculous display. I don't I don't really think Dollar Z was you know, he didn't get marked up. Like I think he might have got hit by one or two. It was just an impressive display. It really for your first fight in the UFC as well. God damn. You know what I mean? I think it was kind of like is it I think it was James Joyce? Like he's um his fight a couple of weeks back, but yo, Roman Dolazard, he could be a name in the light heavyweight. Oh, it'll be interesting to see who they uh put him up against next, but he looked good. It was a great way to end the prelims and lead us into the main card for sure. Alright, so the main card starts with Askor Askarov against Alexandra Pantoja. And Pantoja was actually the um, reserve in case someone dropped out the main event. So you can understand how high level he is. You know, and just how well he's looked at. Right? And he kind of showed his ability straight away. You know, gets a takedown. He hits a guillotine. Um, transitions from the guillotine to an arm bar. Then to a triangle. And it was slick. Go real slick. But Askarov. God damn, he showed some great defense. You know, to avoid each submission attempt. And escape, you know what I mean, so, that was it, but, I I think, you know, Pantoja, he was looking really good at the beginning, like, Askarov, he was, you know, you could see that, look, he's trying to, I ain't just grind it out, he, you know what I mean, he's not gonna take a step back, he's gonna come forward, and he's gonna keep putting it on you, and he got some takedowns, couldn't hold them, you know, Panchoja was able to get up, um, and I think mean, in the last takedown, uh, Pantoja was able to kind of roll through, and he ends up taking the back, and it's just like, god damn, Panchoja is just so frigging good, you know, uh, and yeah, he, he, you know, he t- he's going for the rear naked towards the end of the round. Um, second round, though. Second round. This is like you could see it all changing because I can't. Re- I, I, I definitely halfway through, right? Pantoja is looking tired, you know, because Askarov. Just is relentless. He's taking him down. You know, he's throwing shots. Pantoja, yeah, he's able to get up. But then he's getting taken down again. You know, and it was just wearing on um, Pantoja. Like, he did try for a dance at one point. But, 
yeah, just, you know, wasn't able to, uh, wasn't able to do anything, right, um, yeah, like, Askarov was just, you know, just grinding him, just grinding him, and he just couldn't stop it, Pantoja couldn't stop it, and even though, right, um, Askarov couldn't hold a lot of the takedowns, he was getting off shots every time, right, so it was, you know, you could just see the wear on Pantoja as he walked back after the second round. He was, oh, he was tired as hell. So we go into the third, and look, you knew Pantoja knows that he needs to, um, you know, possibly get a stoppage, right? And he knows he hasn't got a lot left, so he wants to just finish it big, but. You know, he's swinging, and this he's tired. Everything is a little ter- uh, telegraphed, right? You could see what was happening. Uh, and, yeah, Askarov just made him pay, right? It, like, Pandoja would throw some kicks, but every time he was eating jabs and body shots. And, uh, yeah, Askarov just took it to him. Just punished the shit out of him. It was a great win for Askarov. It really was. Right? It will be impressive to see um, what happens next. Because I think we've seen Askarov in a lot of different situations. He's definitely been, you know, the nail in some of his fights. He's had some close friggin' fights too, but then he's had like some really impressive displays, and I think that's very beneficial, you know, very beneficial, especially you know, he's gonna be moving up the ranks, so the the opposition isn't getting any easier. So the fact that he's been in some of these friggin' crazy ass fights. Ooh, it's going to bode well for him, right? So we stay in the flyweight division. Uh, This time, we go with the ladies. And we've got Luna Carolina against Arena Lipsky. Um, The violence queen. (laughs) You know, it's Caparera against the violence queen. Um, And we saw violence. Oh my god, we saw violence here. Like, this was... This was a crazy fucking fight. It really was. Now, Carolina was very upright. Was very upright with her stance. Um, Lipsky was landing some good shots. You know, and... Um, she went for a takedown. Right, so... Like... Carolina's got, you know, she's got long limbs, um, so when she went down, she went for a leg lock, right, so she went for a leg lock, but using it as a means to take the back, right, so that's what she's trying to do, now, Lipsky, she's on top, right, she's on top, and Carolina is just leaving her legs 
kind of there. Because they're entangled, but she doesn't do anything with them. So Lipsky just grabs the leg, you know, and extends the knee. But not in the direction it is meant to be going. Oh, my God. It was, ugh. It was just nasty. Just seeing the leg go like that. It was just like, oh, fuck. And, um, yeah, that, that fight ended real quick. So we get our, what, third submission of the night? Third submission of the night. And, oof. Yeah, it was a violent way for that shit to end. So, uh, yeah, great win for Lipsky. And you can see she was hella pleased. Um, so then we've got a lightweight fight. We've got um, Rafael Fiez against Mark Duquesne. Uh So, yeah, this was um, the next one. Um and you, yeah, you, you thought it was going to be interesting, right? Didn't think it was going to go the way it friggin' went, though. Duquesne started well, you know? He, he started well, but I think what we saw from Fiez, it, it was something else. It was like motherfucker was in the Matrix. He was slipping shots at will. At will and just friggin' just like bending back. It was like that early Anderson Silver shit. You know what I mean? That's what Fiers was doing up in there. And it was great. You could see Duquesne was just like, where the fuck did he just go? That shot should have landed. What is happening here? You know? And on, on, on top of that, Fiez is able to land a takedown. So he's getting takedowns and he is letting everything go with those. He's hitting a great calf kick that by the third round that you could see how effective that calf kick had been. Because Duquesne, like he knew he needed a stoppage in the third. And he is trying. Right? But he can't generate the power. Because Fiez has just fucked up his legs for the last two friggin' rounds. It, it, yeah, it was something. Fiez just put on a, a phenomenal display. It, he just looked so good. And just a, always a step ahead. Like, Duquesne couldn't really implement much in there. He really couldn't. And, yeah, I mean, Duquesne is not a bad fighter. That's, the, that's how impressive Fiez was, you know? And, and you just think, that's Fiez's third fight in the UFC, right? He was one and one. So it's just like, damn. Sherry, like, if he, if he puts on displays like this, every time, he, he's... Definitely gonna be a concern. You know what I mean? He's definitely gonna be a concern at lightweight. Because he looked friggin' impressive tonight. Um so yeah, now we get to the, the co-main event. Kelvin Gastelin against Jack Manson. So uh 
Yeah. Like, you knew this was going to be an interesting fight, right? Because the Joker, he comes to throw down. He really does. And he, he'd he been on a four-fight win streak that had only been, just been stopped by Gerard Cantonier. And Cantonier is, he's a friggin' monster, so... You know, losing to him is not really, you know, it's nothing to feel ashamed about, right? And Gasolin, he's just been fighting some, you know, tough opposition. Adesanya, then Till. So, you know, you can see he's not looking for anything easy. But what's going to happen? Because this is Hermanson's probably his toughest fight, right? Definitely the toughest fight coming in here. So, uh, yeah, it was sitting on bated breath, seeing because you, the winner of this fight, hey, they could be real close to, um, you know, a title shot, really. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was interesting, but it didn't last long. Like, Gasolin, he's coming forward. You know, he, he, he wants to put his mark on things. So he comes out, he's pushing forward. Hermanson, he times the level change, gets a takedown. But Gasolin, you know, he uses his wrestling experience and he rides that momentum to end up on top, right? And you could think, okay, Gasolin, he didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to um, stay in that position. So he goes to stand up. And you're like, all right, that makes sense, right? Because we've seen Hermanson on the ground. He's got good jujitsu, right? So Gasolin, he goes to stand up. <sighs> he, he, got, he stands up in a bit of a lazy way. And he kind of puts his leg by Hermanson. It was just a weird way of getting up, right? So Amanson grabs the leg and, yeah, just wraps up a fucking heel hook. It, it was, you know, it was done. Like, Gaskelin couldn't escape it, right? Couldn't escape. He tried to use the other leg, but, yeah, like, Amanson, you know, he's a lot taller and so he was able to really get some torque up in there. And, um, yeah, Gasolin had to tap. This was a quick fucking fight. And now, full submission of the night. You know, we had some good subs, man. Had some good subs. So, yeah, Amanson gets the win. And, you know, he, he in his end of fight interview, he laid out what he thinks was going to happen. So, you know, he thinks he should fight the winner of Whitaker Till that's happening on Saturday. And then the winner of that fight win goes up against the winner of Adesanya Costa. You know, and you've got to say, it does make sense. You know what I mean? It does make sense. So uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what happens with all of that, and if it uh, falls into Hermanson's, you know, his plans, but people, 
Now we go to the main event. Davison Figueredo against Joseph Benavidez, the rematch. Now we all know what happened the first time, right? They, uh, you know, they fought in February. There was a head clash. Figueredo had missed weight. It was a bit of a messy night. Bit of a messy night. So, you know, Dana just is does what makes sense. And you kind of think, when there was doubt about the division, right, it, it could have just cut it. That could have been it. But no, they get the rematch. They get the rematch. And, um, yeah, happens tonight. Now, Figueredo came in. He made weight. So, it was just like, all right, what the fuck is going to happen with this fight now? You know? Um, And it was fucking brutal. It was so fucking brutal. So, the fight starts and... Benavidez, he he's looking cautious, right? He he's got his arms up. He he's keeping a tight defense, which makes sense, right? It makes sense. He lands a few leg kicks. He's moving around. Um, now, Figueredo, he's trying to cut off the octagon, right? He's trying to cut off the octagon. Lands a spinning back kick. The you know. Was pretty much spot on Um, Benavidez comes forward And Figueredo Throws a hook Right And it it goes off the top of Benavidez's head Uh, Benavidez goes down And you can see like it. Yeah it was one of those ones that fucks with your equilibrium You know So Benavidez goes down Figueredo he jumps on top, jumps on top, and he, he's looking to put things away, landing some good elbows, Benavidez scrambles, Figueredo grabs the back, he's attacking with the rear naked, Benavidez is able to, you know, fight it off, fight, the middle, fight it off, get back to the feet, right, but Benavidez isn't looking, he's still looking a little bit wobbly, you know what I mean, he's looking off, Um, and Figueredo, man, he hits a a hook, the, yeah, Benavidez goes down, right, he goes down, and, man, god damn it, you know, he he gets up, right, he eats some shots, he gets up, and he's not looking good, right, an overhand from Figueredo, that puts him down, that puts him down, and you're just like, there's, he can't come back from this, man, he, like, Benavidez, it's just his body, like, everything, he looks... It looks like he hasn't recovered from the first shot that put him down at the beginning, right? Um, Now, Figueredo, he takes the bat, he sinks in the rear naked, and he puts him to sleep. 
puts Benavidez to sleep. I I think it's the first time. It it was just a overwhelming display of violence from Figueredo. They just everything he threw had nasty fucking intentions. He was not losing this fight He was not losing this fight And you gotta feel bad for Benavides. You really do But you kind of then have to look at it and think This is probably the best for the, for the division Because I kind of feel if Benavides had won He probably would have retired You know which then would have meant that, you know, the division doesn't have a champion again, right? Um, but with Figueredo winning, it opens things up, opens things up. And I think that means the division still has life, right? So I, I, I think Figueredo winning, although... You know what I mean? Although you really wanted to see Benavides get a, a friggin' title win, you know, Figueredo was the best for the division, man. Um, but that, that was the end of a really good fucking card. It really was. And so, um, hey, the, the, the bonuses went out. So Lipsky, she gets one for her disgusting knee bar, right? Um, Figueredo gets performance for his just one-sided victory to win the belt. And Mark Duquesne and Rafael Fiez get fight of the night. And that was a good fight. So, you know, hey, not bad at all. Not bad at all. You know, everyone, um, everyone did their thing. Um... Oh man, at you know, afterwards uh Duffy retires. You know, Joe Duffy um yeah, he called it quits. And I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. He's been fighting for a while. He's had injuries. You know, he's just been on a skid. So it's just like he's put you know He's put time in the game. You know, he, he started in 2005. Right, 2005. He's been fighting. So, that's, that's 15 years, man. You know what I mean? So, you, you can understand why he wanted to, yeah, call it quits. You know, he, he, like, he'd been doing his thing in Cage Warriors... Um, you know, he, he did win the belt at Cage Warriors, and then he comes to the UFC, right, he came to the UFC in 2015, you know, he fought some good fights, but could never quite break, you know, to that certain level, so, yeah, you know, he's, he's had a good career, he's had a good career, so, uh, yeah, it's, um, hopefully, you know, I mean, He's got everything kind of set up, you know, he's been training at TriStar, so maybe he can coach at TriStar, 
But um, yeah, hopefully his post-career is all good But yeah, people, that is it That is it Um, You know, now it's uh, looking ahead to... um, the Whitaker v Till card It's going to take place on Saturday Alright So uh, yeah That's when we will be um, Talking next Okay so Man Jiu-Jitsu overtime How great was that Right I, It's an interesting concept when you know when um it got announced at the end of the last combat jujitsu, I was just like, "Yo, this is interesting." But how the fuck is it gonna play out? You know what I mean? Like over a tournament, how is that gonna play out? Like, is it gonna be interesting? Like, what's gonna happen here? And I think what was really compelling because when you usually, I mean, the thing you forget, right? Usually, when we get to overtime, people have just been in some crazy, fast-paced 10-minute match, right? So, overtime then becomes a different animal, because you're, you know, you're a little tired, you're sweaty, all of that, but going in, just doing the overtime portion of things, they're, they're fresh, they're dry, it is a it becomes a different animal. And we really saw that. Because we were seeing shit that you just don't usually see. Like a submission in the first quarter. It is like that doesn't usually happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it it was mad interesting. Right? And um I think Spencer Mooney, uh, he really kind of set the tone. You know what I mean? Because he, he gets the armbar submission. Well, yeah, because first he goes for a fucking spiderweb. And you kind of figured, right, in the first, you know, the first one, both dudes are probably going to go for the back. But Mumi, he went for the spiders. So you're like, okay. Then he gets it. You're like, oh, shit. Okay, so now fucking Rossville has to get a submission in under 32 seconds. So that's where the pressure really comes. And I have to say, Frank, you know, he tried, you know, but yeah, just couldn't, couldn't rock it. So that was an interesting match. Your next match... Man, Gabriel Dufran against Elias Anderson. That was really interesting. Because I, I think what was, you know, like mentioned, they both went for the um, rear naked uh, in the first quadrant, you know what I mean? And, you know, they were able to survive that. Anderson... His defense, you know, he's just so relaxed and so slick. So that was interesting, right? And it looked like he had some good ride time, but he then goes for the spider. And um, yeah, gets you know, because you think, oh, has he you know, has he lost it? And then he just like repositioned. Is it just a slick little uh, gets attacked? 
and like Daphron, you know, he he tried, but yo, Anderson was able to escape. So we're just like we're just seeing like just the different ways in which this can work, and it is. <laughs> man, it's enthralling, man. Ain't gonna lie. I was super excited with all of these fucking matches. It was just so fun just seeing the different approaches people would take. You know? Uh I think that's what was really interesting. You know, whether they go for the spider or the back, and then in doing those. What approach are you going to do? You're going to hook the leg. Like, you're going to go for the body triangle. And you saw some people like leaning forward with the rear naked at the very beginning. So it's just like, okay, so mm, what's the benefit? Like, how is that helping? So there's so much that you're just having to, you know, pay attention to, right? So, um, yeah, like, we just saw some fun matches. Like, uh, you know, Mike Davala, he beat Jeff, Jeff Real. Um, then we had uh, Efron Krellenstein, he beat Sergio Jimenez. And Keith Corralian, he beat Cody Owens. And I think... Uh, you know, like, all of those were real interesting, and I think they, you know, were, were then kind of told that, um, you know, Karelian's, Kirk Orion and Krillinston were the favourites, and you could really see, you know, you could really see how impressive they were when they, um, yeah, when they hit, uh, John Battle did real well against Donny Otega. He gets the win. And I think a, a match that was real interesting was um, Michael Courier against Marcelo Cohn. That, damn. Damn. You know what I mean? Like, Courier got that. Because he wasn't under the chin. He just got that neck crank. And, ugh. Like, it doesn't look good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, you think... I think when you first see a neck crank, right? Or um, a rear naked over the, over the chin. You're just like, yo, but it's not under. Like, you're not going out. So... Yeah, no, like, how you tap into that? But when you feel, when someone actually does that shit, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, I see it. I see it. <laughs> and uh, then when you're watching them, and you can just see the talk, and all, you just think, fuck, that must be so fucking painful. So the fact Courier grabbed that, that was mad impressive. And then, uh, you know, Cohen tried, but I think, you know, you realise, especially when it's so fucking fast, it's like 10 seconds, what are you meant to do? So, yes, yeah, Spider is always, you kind of figure that's the way to go when you need something crazy quick. 
Um, but yeah, you're still fucking with that time and just not able to do it, man. Not able to do it. Um, and then the final match of the first round, we had uh, Luis Quinones against Pablo Alfonso, and uh, yeah, that was that was good. That was good. There's, I just, I didn't think that, you know what I mean? Like, because it wasn't a full extension, right? So, at first, I'm looking at and it's like, wait, how are you get there? That wasn't a full, but you just see the little, on the replay, you just watch and you see the little maneuvering. And it's just like, god damn it. Man, that's some good shit. Some good shit. And, you know, I think, uh, yeah, Louis, you know, he tried for the rear naked. Just couldn't get it. Couldn't get it. So, first round, so fun. And it's quick. Like, it wasn't, because, yeah, usually you figure, right, everyone's doing a 10-minute match. Then you throw in... Potentially three rounds of overtime, so it you know it can take a uh, take a while, right? But this boom, quarter quarterfinals were done pretty pretty quickly. Well, no, I mean it wasn't the quarter; it's the one before the quarter, which you know, ah, uh, first round, fuck it, yeah. Because so, I mean, what do you call the thing before the quarter? And yeah, probably first round. <laughs> oh my! But um, yeah, call the finals. Some fun fucking fights, right? But yeah, kind of when they matched up, right? You're watching it, and then when they match up, you do like, oh, okay, all right. Well, I'm not sure how fair that was. You know, even though, right, um, I don't know, it's interesting, because you, when you first see it, right, Elias Anderson against Spencer Mumi, um, you kind of figured that Anderson would win that fight, but then, you know, like, Mumi is, um, Killing it on the ride time. Killing it on the ride time. And just the ability to escape. That was just really impressive. But I think what really was so surprising in that. Was just how relaxed Anderson was. Just super chill. Like it just didn't really seem anything was going to phase him. You know. So then in that third, when he took the rear naked, and you're just like, yo, it's it's all on the line here. It's all on the line. And uh, then he gets a choke. It was just like, yo, damn, okay. And, um, yeah, movie just, you know, just didn't work out. But it, it was just fun. And so, yeah, just like, you know, Krellington beat Davela, um, Kukurin beat Battle, uh, 
Alfonso beat Korea. Just, yeah, some good matches. So we then get to the semi final. And we got Krellinston against Anderson. Um, and this was, yo, you know, Hank, you just figured, yeah, this is going to be a, this, this will be good. This will be interesting um, for sure, right? And, like, it went to, you know, round two of the overtime, right? Um Ah, uh, like it. It was. It was interesting. Like Anderson, and he he gave a good showing, but Krellinson, just his ability to get that choke. Ah, uh, just nasty, right? Nasty. And then uh, we had Keith Kirkeran against Pablo um, Alfonso. I think, man, that was interesting, right? Because Kirkland, he gets the rear naked. But it it, it was just like, Fablo nearly got the arm, he nearly got that arm bar. Man, like, you, you know what I mean? You're just thinking, oh, fuck, has he got the arm? Has he got, but yeah, just couldn't get that shit. Whew. Hey, it was a good escape. It was a good escape. So then after that, in between the semi um, and the final, we got um, a couple of special matches. Like Anthony Burchek against um, Dominic Salcedo. And... Um, yeah, I, I think with this one, Burchek, he was good. Like, yo, Salido did a good job of being able to avoid the rear naked. You know, and especially on the rolls. But, yeah, it was just that concentration just slipped slightly and he lost it. You know, it was underneath the chin. Um, And... Yeah, then, you know, Burchek, he was, like, you know, he he just kept this, you know, Salido, he, he went for the uh, the spider and um, just couldn't extend that arm. That was a thing. And for the crazy, like, the thing with the fight was, though, Salido, he didn't really, uh, I don't know, it didn't look like he was overly... You know, excited to do it. Like, there was, there didn't seem any urgency. So, yeah, Burchett, boom, able to uh, win that shit. Um, but the fight that I was really looking forward to, and it was not a letdown. Fucking Grace Gundrum against Danielle Kelly. What a goddamn fight. That was insane. Like the, you know, the, the, the uh, it was like an actual EBI rules fight, right? So just the, the, the regular time section was, ah, uh, just the leg entanglements. 
and just the maneuvering to get the knee free. And I think it's the flexibility. The flexibility is crazy. Because there was times when I'm watching and it looked like Gundrum's fucking leg. You're just like, oh, man, it looks like she's in trouble. And then the conversation is like, oh, so Grace, yeah, yeah, she's maneuvering to. And I'm like, her leg, her goddamn leg. And then you just look and she's just like, you mean maneuvering trying to take the back or something and it's just like fuck if my leg was like that it'd be fucking snapped (laughs) ah it was so impressive like and kelly wasn't just there to pick up a check you know she was definitely trying to but it is just Man, you're just like, how the fuck is Gundrum still a brown belt? She's insane. I, 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 I did think she was a black by now. And that's not saying like, oh, yeah, she's doing anything wrong. But, yo, it's just like, you know what I mean? The amount of high level fight she's been in. And just, yeah, you just figure, oh, fuck. After that fight, you just assume, oh, yeah, she's probably going to get given the black now. Because that was just impressive as fuck. Yeah, just so skillful, and the crazy thing always about Gundrum, no expression, like, you know, through the fight, you wouldn't know if anything was close, you you don't know when she feels like she might have something locked in, there's, there's no grimaces, there's no smiles, there is nothing, you can't read that shit. It's insane. But goddamn. Like, you know, it, it it ended up going to overtime. Um and Gundrum won it on, you know, she won it on uh ride time, but whew, just there was so many near misses. It was impressive. It was crazy impressive. And then you realise, oh, we got one more fucking match. Okay. So, yeah, we we end with Ethan Krenlinston against Keith Kirkeran, uh to see who's going to win everything, you know. Um, and it, well, it was good. It was good. But I, I just think... Krenlinston was just, he just seemed he was able to stay in his own. It was able, he was able to stay in his own in that flow state, right? Because I think we had um, some some good attempts and everything like that, but Krenlinston was able to escape Kirkeran. And Kirkeran just, uh, he was real close on a good few, uh, you know, tries of escaping, but every time you think he is out, Krenlinson was able to pull him back in, you know, and that just, it was the thing that uh, Kirkeran wasn't able to do, just readjust and get Krenlinson back into He's uh, into his guard and just trap him up, right? 
now I, I'd say because Krillin was Kirk Krillin was uh, I think he, he you know as definitely at the start it seemed that he was just trying to hit a transition a lot you know but it just couldn't couldn't get it but uh, yeah it was a good fight to end on and I have to say listen I I saw some people on fucking Reddit just you know doing what Reddit does but I would watch this shit again for sure this was some exciting shit right I'd say run every fucking thing you know EBI combat jujitsu and this because every single platform offers so so much right and especially when it comes to the skill set we're just seeing so many different things and innovations it's just crazy fun crazy fun so hey i hope we get another one Ah, it is good to know that the lightweight and next up with combat jujitsu didn't seem to be a date though, but I guess with this current uncertainty of like what's actually happening, I guess throwing a date is probably uh, you know not always the wisest thing. But hopefully we get to see the lightweights slapping the shit out of each other real soon. But uh, yeah, that was fun, man. Okay, people, coming to the end of another episode, but we got some news before we bounce. All right, so after his impressive display on the Cater E card, Kamzat Chimeve is gonna be fighting Reese McKee on the Whitaker Till card next Saturday. Yo, that's like 10 days turnaround But he didn't really take any damage, right? So, you know, it is what it is And it's funny, because we just got word that McKee Would be part of the Cage Warriors, you know, comeback series of shows But, yo, he gets the big time call, so... Hey, you can't turn it down, especially when it means you get to fly to fight Highland, right? And that card, yo, that card is insane, right? Because if you just think about those last three fights, those last three fights on this card, we have got Fabricio Vadum against Alexander Gustafsson. Mauricio Rua against uh, Little Nog. Right? And then Whitaker Till. How fucking crazy is that? Do you know what I mean? The Rua, Nog, and the Vadum Gustafsson fights, they could all headline their own cards. Right, that's an awesome card. So, looking forward to that. Okay, so on the 8th of August, Jigga Kajazi is going to be fighting Alex Kazeris, which, you know, this is an interesting fight for Kajazi. I don't think we've really seen him, like, challenged on the ground. 
So we'll definitely get a good look to see if, uh, yeah, his jujitsu defense is good, right? Um, then the 5th of September, we got Michelle Pereira against Zilem Imadev, which should be fun. Um, then the following week on the 12th, we've got Tagir Ulamabevkov v Bruno Silva. And then UFC 253 people were finally getting it. Israel Adesanya against Paulo Costa. Oh, what? What? God damn. Like we were teased that they would be, you know what I mean, leading the new series of Ultimate Fighter. But we don't have to wait that long. We are getting it real soon. And people, I really cannot wait because this is going to be a fun fucking fight. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? It, 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 yeah, it's going to be... Oh... September is looking like a great month as well. You know, I mean, we're already getting over in the um, Saki. We got Santos v Texera. You know, what I mean, we got the Contender series every fucking week, and now Adesanya v Costa. Oh shit! And already on that card, um. I think we got Casey Kenny against Heli Alatang. Uh, we got Shamil Abramavakumov against Cyril Gain. Uh, we got Hakim Dawadu against Zabira Tukoyov. Uh, Mackenzie Dern against Randa Marcos. So, you know, we got some alright fights on that card, but hey, Adesanya Costa. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. That is a good replacement for Khabib Gaethje. You know what I mean? So, hey, can't wait, people. But, hey, that is us for another episode. We will be back. To break down Whitaker Till. So until then, people, peace. And yeah, enjoy your drinking and smoking. Haha. <laughs>